I think we should actually just leave it there for him. Which? Oh. The Ohio. Yeah. Let's see if people see it. Welcome okay. to New Polity, uh, the podcast Good Money. We are here in the um, Quints with Apinus Studios. Yep. Matt Frad. We killed him. If, <laughs> oh. But he left us this in his will. He's dead. <laughs> Sorry. No, actually, despite you know really making innovations within uh, political philosophy, we have determined that killing Australians is still wrong. We have, yeah. <laughs> With great... It, <laughs> it took us quite a while, a but the syllogism is sound. It's sound. Yeah. Invalid. But... Matt no, Fred... We're kidding. We didn't kill Matt. We didn't kill Matt. No, he didn't. Awesome. Matt is just being very kind to us. So kind, yeah. Thanks, Matt. And if you guys don't watch Pines with Aquinas, here's a plug to do so. Yeah, we got we got kicked out of our uh, of our usual recording space. It was so rude. I mean, just it was who crazy. Who was that guy that did that? Who? Matt Frad. Oh, it was him again. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. We should kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's uh, the Frads moved to Steubenville. Um, oh, like everyone should. Like everyone should. Yeah. yeah. And um, Jacob kindly gave them his house um, because he's been kind of held to task by the principles that we're talking about here. He keeps on being like, you have to be good to people. And it's like, yeah, okay, do it. <laughs> so he did for a bit. He's suffering. He hates it. He hates being good. You yeah, can tell. Yeah. That. It's just twitching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but because of that, we lost our studio space. But Matt, being a good guy, gave us this. It was just mutual gifts. It was really nice. So... It all That's happens. true. If it wasn't well, a mutual gift, we would have been mad that he didn't. And we're not. <laughs> I just feel blessed. I think we've lost all credibility with this intro. So we have been doing this podcast, Good Money, and we've been making a lot of claims, right? And just kind of throwing them out there. But the fundamental thrust of our argument has always been that the way our society works is by crushing the virtues that are associated with money and trying to replace them with systems, right? Yeah. That deal with our money for us. Mm -hmm. And so it is our constant challenge to the Christian that wants to be radical, mm -hmm. right? Which is to detach yourself from systems and begin to be virtuous with your money. Yeah. Um, begin to actually practice those virtues of liberality, magnificence, etc. cetera. Um, now in doing this, it hasn't been all breezy and easy. We have gotten some pushback and yep. some feedback, mm -hmm. um, largely in um, the, the email inbox. Yeah, we give our emails out, which I think right now we don't regret. And it's actually been really fun to correspond mm -hmm. with these people. Mm -hmm. um, I hear that getting overwhelmed with emails isn't fun, but right now? Well, especially if you're single, which we're not, so this is good, but if you're if you're doing this sort of thing and you give out your email, then sometimes people will proposition like their daughters for you. That happened to me before. Their daughter, really? Yeah, they'd be like, I, I've been, I've been like reading your blog, and I think my daughter and you would be a good match. How many camels did he offer? Or... You know, that was the thing. <laughs> a pitiful six. <laughs> uh, well, the number one question that we've been getting is on retirement. Yeah, and which I didn't expect at all. What were you expecting? Just like stuff like, oh, you guys think capital capitalism is bad, uh, so you're socialists, so you stink. Yeah, that but makes we didn't sense. even get that. We, well, I think that's in part because most people know New Polity for being that's true. stateless. There's a selection bias. Yeah, there is a selection bias, yeah. but also we say most of the time that the state shouldn't exist, so therefore we can't be socialists. A lot of nuance that could be given to that statement, but basically there it is. Yeah, Go ahead. that's right. So we got but retirement. Yeah, retirement was the question. Yeah, and, and there's been a number of different ways we've gotten retirement questions. So we're going to do a few episodes on the different ways. But the number one sequence or argument that we've gotten in, in rebuttal is this. 
investment cannot be bad because it allows you to retire. Retirement with an invested sum is good because then you're not a burden on your kids. Yeah, and to be clear, the argument we gave against investment still has been pretty general, but it's basically that um, Americans have a very casual way of just assuming that we can invest in companies without knowing what they're doing and reap the rewards as opposed to trying to build up real communities. Um, and St. Thomas gives three arguments right. against this, yeah. or gives you three arguments or three criteria to hit that's right. that predicate whether or not an investment is good or bad. Mm -hmm. The first one is that it has to be genuinely risky. That's right. You that gotta be shivering. Shivering in your boots. It because it has to be an enterprise that is truly new, yeah. that is actually going to be changing the shifting of society just a little bit, necess not necessarily like it's all tectonic plates shifting around, mm -hmm. but it has to be something genuinely new. New, and this is the second criterion, for the common good. Like it act actively has yeah. to be benefiting people. Yeah. No, th this doesn't like Amazon doesn't not get a pass on this one because they send boxes to your door. Like Amazon is not for the common good. So many arguments to say on that, but it when St. Thomas makes this claim, it has to actively be benefiting people so that their material state, potentially their spiritual state, is then orienting yeah. towards the good. And I think the difficult hook here yeah. as far as a critique of just that casual investing in in you know companies from who knows where just so long as they're successful mm -hmm. is that you don't get the pass of saying like well if the companies succeed then they must be doing something for the common good because the common good people wouldn't buy their stuff if it wasn't for the common good it's right. like there's a lot of things that can be said about that particular cop yeah. out but well. Jacob said said the big one so you actually looked yeah. into some of this um, in terms of yeah, uh, what are they called? Um, well, the investment number, portfolios or something like that. Yeah, well, uh, Vanguard has a number of different ETFs and indexes that are um, available for people to invest in for any number of reasons. But the big one is for their four hundred one k's for their retirement accounts. Yeah. I mean, that's usually where you hear this term um, because it's the it's a default for many people, yeah. um, for many companies saying, where are we going to put our employees uh, retirement package? Well, we'll just, you know, Vanguard's pretty good. Yeah. And Vanguard has a number. I looked at the, the major index for uh, that Catholic dioceses and, and Catholic companies used, oh, no. including universities. You're naming names again. I'm not going to do that because this one's really bad. Okay. And, right. and this one is, is, is it's tough to... It's, it's actually a little bit tough to um, to swallow, but there are three porn companies that it invests in. It also invests in a mining company that if you track down the business, it actually utilizes real slave labor in Africa, children um, mining lith lithium for batteries. For our cell phone batteries. For our cell phone batteries, yeah. Wash it down, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So there's... Obviously, people that are receiving these uh, these investment packages right. and out of this specific Vanguard account that they don't really know what they're investing in. Sure. But that does not give them a pass because you have to go back to what St. Thomas yeah. is, is saying is that, is this really risky? Is this 
you manifested for the common good? Are you are you pouring yourself into it for the common good and for love? You know, it cannot be done out of ignorance. Right, no, exactly. Because if it's going to be for the common good, you can't possibly not know that. Yeah. <laughs> like the idea that, oh, we're good because we're assuming it's for the common good, so we're not morally culpable is a very bad argument. Yeah, you have to actively know what you're investing in and that it's going to be building people up. Mm-hmm. That's how active love works. Yeah. You don't get to do it passively. You don't get to do it as a system. Yeah. That's what Father Zosima says. Right there. Is that making in the shot? I hope it makes it into the There's shot. There's Dostoevsky up there. There's Dostoevsky. So that, to me, yeah, just is a great spot to say, okay, the idea that retirement is good, because, or, or rather that investment is good because it allows you to retire, mm-hmm. skips over this fundamental moral question, Yeah. the manner in which we're investing. Yes. Because it's yeah. absolutely true. Investments aren't evil. It's not evil to invest in something. It's a, it yeah. can be a real good to invest in something. But if you are investing in such a way that you're investing in pornography and you didn't even know it, mm-hmm. something's off. Yeah. Now, you might argue about the different levels of moral culpability, like are you going to burn in the middle of hell, on the outskirts of hell? Are you going to make it to purgatory? Are you drifting in limbo? Whatever. Sorry, that's a little scandalous. That's not how moral theology works. <laughs> but <laughs> but the, the bottom line is, is if we as good, faithful Catholics, right, right, can get into a situation where we're working for employers and we're part of dioceses and we are, our labor, the fruits of our labor is being used to make pornography, like in a real way, that money is available for the use of pornography companies mm-hmm. or for, um, in this case, enslavement of children. Mm-hmm. And, and to be frank, that's the kind of extreme cases, but a lot of the investment is just in Google. Mm-hmm. And if you think that like, okay, Alphabet Incorporated is making the world more like the kingdom of heaven. But the point is that you don't know and you don't care. And you're incentivized not to care when it comes to these kinds of investments. So right away, the idea that investment is good because you get to retire meets this problem where the manner of investment by which people normally retire uh, involves an abdication of our proper um, knowledge and love of the common good. So, so this doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be saving up for retirement. Right, exactly. Um, but that primary argument needs to be considered and prayed over and recognized, and lives need to, you know, be, be changed. Yeah, I mean, we need to at least sit with it. I mean, if you just yeah. spend some time looking through what your actual money is going into and try mm-hmm. not to just say, I don't want to think about it, I don't want to think about it. I mean, it's easy for me to say that, right? Because I'm a young man and I haven't, I haven't like bought into a 401k. I realize that for most people, this is like a sense, a source of security and of peace and of hope for the future. And it's not a light thing to say, hey, by the way, there's porn companies in there. Well, it's even beyond that. It's almost it's almost become pietistic. And that's not even, you know, it's not a word that's going to resonate well on this. But I think I was 12 years old when I opened up my Roth IRA account. I mean, it's just, it's just you know, something that you do, you're taught that this is wisdom. Yeah, sure. Um, and this is not something in being able to forgo the wisdom of your elders of people who've you know reared you is tough i mean it's really hard and so we have a real sense of loyalty and that is hard to swallow but this is the this is a claim of the christian tradition now and always that there's a greater loyalty that we have yeah. and it's to christ our true father and heaven and the Holy Spirit in the unity of their love that we are supposed to then live in love. 
and so there has to, we do have to sit with that. And, yeah. and actually, I think that idea is what we need to take into the next phase of that argument. Okay. So is invest, investing has to be good, yeah. which we're saying, yes, it is good. Um, investing what you don't know is very bad, is actively bad, because it has to be actively for the common good. Yep. This next stage of their argument goes, investing is good um, because retirement is good. Yeah. For the sake of not being a burden to your children. That's right. Well, retirement is good is the next kind of argument that we have to All deal right. with. Let's tackle it. Is retirement good, Jacob? Depends on what retirement means. Yeah. No, here's the, here's the real thing. If we're talking about ceasing from work, then no, it's not. It's actually diabolical. Um, well, hold on now. Just to take it slow. <laughs> uh, if we mean retirement is means ceasing from your job, yeah, maybe is the answer. Within the um, ancient pagan societies, they had an idea of retirement, meaning you're stopping work and you're getting paid by somebody and you're not you're not laboring anymore. As soon as the Roman Empire fell and Christendom took over, that disappeared. Mm -hmm. And the only time that it arose again was during the liberal modernization of the world and, and statecraft. But we're going to get into that yeah, at, at a I different think for, point. For now, what we can simply yeah. say is that the Christian life is characterized by work. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that the Christian life is characterized by work for a particular company. Yeah. Right. Why do we work? Right. Why do we labor? Well, once we get beyond the need for material survival, mm -hmm. the popes have been very clear that we labor for others. Right. That's what we're doing. And that obligation, right, to build the kingdom of heaven for others doesn't cease. Now, if you're a Christian, I think this should just resonate very easily mm -hmm. that when you get, you're finally getting to your retirement, right? You get to the days come where you're going to do it. Um, the idea that you no longer have to do good works to build up the kingdom of heaven is obviously false. I don't, I don't think yeah. anyone, even if it's that's sort of in your heart as a kind of, this kind of has a stranglehold on your heart. Mm -hmm. I think at least you wouldn't ever say that, right? <laughs> that yeah. Like retirement means, I don't have to care about the community anymore. I'm off on my yacht and I'm enjoying. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, well, that's, that's true. I think that though the cultural habits of, well, now I get the vacation, mm -hmm. meaning vacate, meaning leave your usual responsibilities has taken over because, well, you've worked hard your whole life yeah. and there now you deserve it. That's something that is either implicitly or explicitly held. Well, at the same time, you know, making the claim that you just did that we obviously still have our duty to work for others. And this one is not abstract, excuse me, the idea that, you know, you've worked hard and therefore you get to relax. That's not abstracted. For people, they know what that means. Country club life, house in Florida, we're moving away, we're getting the sun. Whereas on the other hand, you get this notion of, well, I think it still means to be kind of that liberal, nice to the person in the grocery store and mm -hmm. good to your uh, neighbors, or at least wave to them when you go in, you know, when you pull in your car to the driveway, whatever. And we need to flip that around and say, no, the one thing that really should be concretized, you know, clear in your mind is that 
your work has to be actively still pulling in the kingdom of heaven in a very, very real way. And if you are going off and living that country club life, if you're going off and, and you know, moving away from your friends and your family, just because you want to live in a nicer place, then you you have lost the plot. You've lost the narrative at that yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, you think about how antithetical that is to any of the spiritual fathers, any of the Christian tradition. Mm -hmm. The idea that life ends in a kind of heaven on earth yeah that you create the conditions for material comfort through the use of money it's like no that's precisely the point at which the work deepens mm -hmm. you begin to be able to contemplate more right but i think that um this is tough because of the idea of the second part of the argument namely that you don't want to be a burden on your family yeah so that's why you retire so i really do think that most people that Maybe I'm being optimistic. I just think that most people who are jazzed about retirement are jazzed for the reason of um, that, right? Of not being a burden, of letting, you know, not showing up on your kid's door and um, asking to be taken care of. Rather, you somehow yeah. have autonomy still. You can still take care of yourself. Yeah, I wonder if some of that thinking is kind of based on if you have a, you know, a 25-year-old kid and he's showing up on your doorstep, that means that, not necessarily, but he might be a bum. You know, he he's not working hard. He's not being responsible. He's grown up and he should act like he's grown up. And it's not the same thing for a parent who's hit their 70s as it is for that 25-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. At that point, the 70-year-old the person, older than that maybe, is, you know, nearing a time when it's not that he doesn't want to work, but he cannot work in the same way he should. And that's the distinction that Christendom sees. If you don't want to work, well, kind of suck it up, cultivate virtue, form your conscience better and get to work. You know, this is the, the idea that man is Lord over the earth, has dominion on it. In Genesis, that was tied to our idea of, of tilling, yeah. you know, of, of laboring. Yeah. You yeah. can only have that type of rich reward if you are working. And, but if you cannot work, well, that's a completely different thing. And that's when there comes this time when the child is actually raising up as head of the family in a more active way than, than the father or the mother is in a certain regard. But it's also a time where, where of, of immense grace. And I mean this really in two, on two fronts. The first is that just being around kids, like showing up on, you know, you're in your 70s and, you know, it's, you're not working anymore. You're not able to work anymore. And you move in with your, with your children. I mean, it's one of the greatest things for grandparents to be around babies again. I mean, there's, I mean, there's been studies done and I know like whenever you start a sentence with like, there's been studies done, you shouldn't trust it, but it does increase uh, life expectancy. The, yeah. And of course, it just makes obvious sense. Yeah. Like happiness is what we're built for, th this rejoicing in God ultimately. And there's things that spark that yeah. rejoicing all over again. And new life is is one of those things. And so I, I think that that retirement, the idea of retirement, is often couched as a way of not being a burden on your family. But what I think it really can be is a way of avoiding family. 
Yeah. And, and I think we don't necessarily see this. It's sort of subtle the way it happens. But if we orientate our lives towards a individualized existence, so mm -hmm. once the kids are done, then we go away, we move away. To we rely on money. And yeah. money itself on becomes love. the thing that takes care of us. Mm -hmm. right? And we hire various strangers to take care of us as yeah. we decline until we die. Yep. Um, that might sound like it's not placing a burden on your child, but it, it does place a burden. It's just the burden isn't one of, um, it's not a good burden anymore. Now it's a burden of guilt. It's a burden of loneliness. It's a burden of yeah. you are no longer a help to your children in some way. Um, and they're not given that opportunity to be a help to you. Yeah. And well, I think that is. And then, and then their families end up struggling. I mean, I have a, I have a buddy, really, really good buddy in England. He's from Pakistan. His cousin had twin boys. Mm -hmm. And then 11 months later had twin boys. No. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't imagine how tough that would be. And he was like laughing about it. And he's like, well, it's no problem. I mean, like, because obviously their parents live with them. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, the, the difficulties that you hear the average modern American complain about with all these kids pulling my hair, all this stuff, and then like being outnumbered by kids, you know, at first it's like you're two on one and then you have two kids and you're like, it's like it's one on one. And then it's like, you got to get zone defense in there. It's like, well, if you got more parents around, sure. then, then you can actually withstand it. And so there's this absolute unity of progression that is gorgeous in a certain, yeah, certain and which, regard. And which retirement really disrupts. Yeah. Because it, I've, I've, and I've seen this to be the case that parents don't want to be a burden on their children and then children are educated into not wanting uh, their parents to be around. And it's not that they would hmm. say it so cruelly. It's not that they're like, I don't want you, dad, or whatever. It's that they're responding to the expressed desires of their parents. I mean, if you have the mother and father who you love talking and planning and saving and being ready yeah. for their retirement where they will live off the dividends that some principle of money produces, yeah. you are not being inculcated with the desire to take them in. Yeah. If anything, that desire to care, which I think is natural. Mm -hmm. like I think like the desire for grandparents to be around is mm -hmm. natural. That becomes like, oh, I would be disrupting their vacation, right? To, to show yourself in need Right, yeah. and to see them in need becomes yeah. a little bit taboo because they're off for their vacation, and you're supposed to be—you're be, not supposed to be in need. You're supposed to deny that a need for grandparents right. if grandparents, by nature, move to Florida. Right, yeah. and so and so it, it disrupts the family spiritually in the sense that those ideas. Um, like the orientation towards a material retirement and the vacation from work, mm -hmm. it, it isn't simply a choice made by individuals. It's a choice that gets made for the whole family, and they all start to live in that way. And you yeah. can see this just in the simple fact that what do kids that are not given the burden, what, what are the kids who are not given the burden of their family doing? Well, they're also doing the same kind of work and saving for retirement. I mean, it, it becomes a cultural norm, and it goes back to that wisdom of our elders that yeah. you were talking about, like it becomes unthinkable that you would do otherwise. Right. So so this yeah. argument, again, like the argument that we've been hearing is like yeah. investment is good because retirement is good because mm -hmm. not being a burden on your family is good is the one we've been hearing and we're, we're trying to answer is that only some investments are good. Yep. And St. Thomas gives us a way of thinking about that. Um, retiring is 
only sometimes good. It depends on whether you can or cannot work. And we'll talk more about that in the next podcast about yeah. the, the, the kind of the theology of, of work and then some of the practicals around that. Mm-hmm. But, and then that last stage of this argument is really what we're focusing on is being a burden on your kids. Is that good or bad? And so the one side, we're just saying like it's good in a certain sense, yeah. you know, yeah. being a burden on your kids. And one is, on the one hand, if there's a benefit because the family's more integral, it's connected, it's, it's you know, baptized in love. There's, and in a real sense, the parents are staying sharp by still, if they, you know, can't be a laborer anymore in the, you know, going to the mine or whatever every day, or um, they're, they can't read all day long or whatever, at least they can babysit in this certain regard. And if they've gone past that, well, then there's, there still is another benefit to their children who now do for their parent what the parent did for them. Mm-hmm. And so there's this, there's a, a, the nature of debt is that a debt can never really be repaid. It's responded to. And the debt that we all owe our parents is something that we, they've given us life. We're never going to be able to repay. Yeah. But is there going to be great joy in being able to take care of them in their last days and helping them, you know, prepare to die well and to see Christ and to be with Christ forever? Oh my gosh, yes. And on the flip side, there's this beautiful thing where the parent has to don themselves in humility to be taking care of those that they had only been taken care of, sure. that they don't want to have their own diapers changed by the people whose diapers they changed. Yeah, right. And yet it is a it is a natural gift that God has given us where we're going to be forced to do that oftentimes yeah. so that we might grow in virtue to ascend to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, this is how the way that it was designed. This whole mega system money mechanism that we have created in our modern era, it's new. It's new. It's and it actually cuts against the reality in the way that God created it, right. and we now perceive reality in a different way, yeah, and and not in a godly way. That's right. I think that's right. I mean, and and I think anyone who has seen the suffering that comes from retiring, which we don't really talk about as a society, it's sort of taboo. This is a great point. Yeah, um, that you see it in divorces that follow upon retirement. You see it in loneliness. Yep. You see it in elderly male suicide. You see it in the kind of malaise of retirement communities, which become places for just petty vice, as opposed to um, times for family, of times for love, to really kind of enjoy its fruits Mm -hmm. because I think that the trouble is that we have made the fruits all about money. So the fruits of life are are a pile of money Mm -hmm. and not the fruits of life are the relations of love that you establish. So yeah, I I think that it is the tree has its bitter fruits. Retirement has not produced um, sustainable and, and intertwined communities um, of intergenerational love and support. Yeah. It's created atomized um, ageist, to but use a hip term. That, that makes sense, though, if yeah. we're doing oh, something totally. against the order that God created when he instituted everything, Absolutely. then obviously it's not going to go all that great. Absolutely. <laughs> now let's, so, so let's end, though, by talking about, like, there is a way, there is, because uh, I don't want this to sound just negative, as if, like, okay, now you know retirement's bad. Yeah. No, no, no. Just in the same way that investments are not always bad, mm-hmm. right? But there's a good way to invest. Mm-hmm. There's a good way to retire. Oh, yeah. 
but the retirement should be from work that sucks. <laughs> so we'll talk about that next time. Oh, we and, will. And we'll also... So <laughs> that was my big lead-in. Oh, no, it's next time. Well, let yeah. it linger on your tongue. And be ready for it. But we also, for those of you listening who have retired and are now might be having your bristles up a little bit, give this time, you know, give this argument a bit of time. And we also promise to do an episode on what you can do now. Um, we don't want to leave you without hope. I think my um, my mom is just kind of the, the sterling example of this, where she did everything right according to the way that America teaches us to do everything right. Mm -hmm. And she's been thinking through all these principles. And, you know, for some time now, she's been starting to change everything. And it's just, you know, it's it's extraordinary to see and it's really moving and you know the matriarch that she's become over so many marvelous new enterprises just it's it's yeah i mean i'm really proud of her that's so. off to mama <laughs> so there's hope that's what i want to say for all oh, those listening there's, who that, hope. there's so. nothing that can't be redeemed in christ we yeah it's to be true amen amen well guys thanks so much for joining in uh with us for joining in with us for coming on over to new polity in matt frad's studio yeah we appreciate being here pints with new polity yeah <laughs> stick with us and we'll be talking a lot more about retirement in just a sec thanks